perception you leave people when you're listening is, wow, they value my opinion. It all comes down to one simple fact. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That is what listening does. It tells people you care by showing interest in them. See, if you want to sell a house, you talk about the house. If you want to sell a car, you talk about the car. And if you want to sell yourself, you talk about, yeah, them. Or their children or their pets. Try this out someday. Next time you meet someone for the first time, ask them a few questions about themselves and let them talk. If they stop talking, ask them another question about themselves or their family and let them run on again. When you finally part company, I'll bet they'll walk away and tell their friends, boy, they're great. I really like them. And they don't even know why. It's because you listened. In the world of communication, there's three levels of listening that you need to be aware of. Level one is about you. Because you're talking to yourself as much or more than listening to the person you're communicating with. You're daydreaming. Or you're thinking about something other than the conversation. This will keep the reticular activating system closed. Unfortunately, this is the level that most of us communicate at on a daily basis. Now, level two is about them. Because your self-talk is minimal and you're actually listening to the other person. This is what I call being present in the conversation. You hear their words and you're fully engaged in the conversation. You're not thinking about your response. So you have very little telling tension. Now, level three is just like level two. So you're totally present in the conversation, plus you're listening at an intuitive level. You're listening to the person's voice inflection. So you're listening to the meaning behind the words. You're listening to see if they're hurried, scared, anxious, confident, angry, frustrated, knowledgeable, or if there's any uncertainty. As an example, if you ask someone how they were and they responded, uh, I'm okay, you might hear the words, but you know from their tone and that stutter that there's a deeper meaning and things really aren't okay. This will allow you to dig deeper and ask further questions. Level three listening is all about what your eyes see, such as body language and eye contact that is in conflict with their words. So if they say they're great, but they look down or look away from you, that might lead you to believe that things are not as great as they say. So once again, it's an intuitive level of listening and visualization that's going to help give you more information about the person. Great salespeople, great parents, great friends, and great significant others communicate at this level, but it does not come without effort and practice. I believe that awareness creates change. And if you're aware of the three levels of listening, you have the ability to work on developing a higher level of listening, and it will pay off handsomely. In case you didn't already know it, humans are judging machines. So what criteria do we use to judge each other? Well, on the telephone, 14% are the words we use. It's the actual content of our message. 86% of how we're being judged is actually our voice inflection. It's the quality of our voice. 
If someone is trying to decide if they want to drive 30 minutes to come do business with you, they're going to listen to your voice and listen for signs of confidence, sincerity, compassion, friendliness, or knowledge. And changing our voice is hard. Have you ever heard your voice on a tape recorder or video camera? Did you like it? I don't think so. Most people don't. And remember the first time I heard my voice, I thought, that's not me, that's Satan. There's no way. But it was. But there are a couple things you can do to change your voice. One is you can increase the volume at which you speak by 15 or 20 percent. In other words, don't use a home voice, quiet voice. Speaking louder can come across as more confident to the person on the other end of the phone. You can also change your pitch or your tone to create the perception of friendliness or sincerity. As an example, thank you very much, Mr. Worthley. Have a fabulous day. Remember, over the telephone, there's also great distance between you and the person you're talking to, so you may have to exaggerate your voice to get the message across, even though it might sound dorky to you. I mean, envision a stage play, live actors on stage. Now, from up in the audience, everything looks pretty great. They all look pretty normal. But when you get up really close to these people, look at their makeup. It's exaggerated because there's distance between you and them. Even their arm motions and everything they do are exaggerated because of the distance between the audience and them. That's very much the same with the telephone. You also need to listen to voice inflection for the correct interpretation of a person's statement because it can change with inflection. In other words, if I said to you, how you doing? That's going to be friendly. We're going to be good buddies. How you doing? Yeah, we're going to be friends. Now, you know the show Friends, and you know the guy named Joey. When he says it, how you doing? You know he's looking to be more than friends. So the same words, different perceptions. Now listen how the exact same words and sentences carry different meanings. The quality of your products is unbelievable. See, that's friendly. That's a statement of fact. Here's the next one. The quality of your products is unbelievable. That's an objection statement. Here's another one. The quality of your products is unbelievable? That's a question. So if someone is requesting a response from you, I would suggest you restate their request to ensure your understanding, such as, let me see if I understand your request. Also, use listening statements to let them know you have their undivided attention as they speak. Words such as, I understand, mm, I agree, I see, yes. And let me see if I understand, which means you're going to repeat and confirm their statement. Here are some obstacles to effective listening. Hearing what you want to hear instead of what they say. Thinking of what you're going to say next, which is level one listening again. Distractions, such as co-workers and environment noise. Thinking about a previous conversation. Stress can also inhibit listening. Difficulty understanding what the customer is saying. Letting your emotions get involved. Misreading the customer's behavior. You think they're mad and they're not. Talking too much. Basically, talking instead of listening. 
preconceived notions about the person's inquiry. Thinking about personal issues, and once again, we're back to level one listening again. Boredom, which might cause daydreaming or disinterest. Or making assumptions. Now, how do we judge people when they're in our presence, face to face? Well, 7% is what we're saying. That's how we're being judged. Only 7% of how we're being judged is the content of our message. 38% of how we're being judged is how we say it. We're again listening to the voice inflection for tone and for humor. 55% of what we look like when we said it is our dress, and that's our body language, and that's our physicality. So if you look at those numbers, that means that 93% of how we're being judged is not our expertise, it's not our content, it is us. And 55%, again, of how we are being judged is what we look like. And that's the reason that you should never underdress. Casual days at work, you know, normally are not a grand idea. So when you go to work with a client, make sure that you are dressed always better than the client. Never let yourself underdress because you will be judged by what you look like. Judgment is all about perception, which is each person's reality. So it may not be what you said, but how they perceived it. Now, I've got a friend named Tom A. Sacker. He wrote a book called Sandbox Wisdom. He had a great story in there that really gets to the heart of perception. It's a story about a young girl that's riding through town with her grandfather in their pickup truck. The little girl asks her grandfather, can I have some hard candy? And he says, oh, sure. So they drive downtown, and as they pull up down in Main Street, he looks, and there's a candy store on the right side of the street, and there's a candy store on the left side of the street. So he asks his granddaughter, well, which one do you go to? She goes, oh, all of us kids go to the one on the right.